Hi there. This is the PowerPoint Tribe, where our vibe is faith and our food is the word. Prepare to be strengthened and encouraged through the teachings of God's word and the ministry of the Spirit. All right, let's have our seat in God's presence. I'll be teaching for a very short period of time. I know you need faith to believe that. <laughs> but it's an exhortation. Remember the differentiations between charge, word, exhortation, sermon, message. <laughs> this one is an exhortation, okay? I just want to encourage your heart to learn to stand in awe, okay? So we'll have another session of worship by the grace of God by Director Eniola. Can we celebrate the grace of God? Amen. <clears throat> it's interesting how Jesus begins his encouragement about prayer to the disciples by saying our father who art in heaven and he continues by saying hallowed hallowed be thy name that is the first protocol of his presence is reverence the first protocol of his presence is reverence he says the first thing you say after recognizing where he dwells is to hallow him and one of the things that the enemy has done perhaps for some generations now is to ensure that we dishallow that we dishonor that we disregard that we refuse to revere who God is what he represents he doesn't want us to hallow him in a lot of us have the idea of Jesus as the kind of person you meet for the first time and you give him a high five or you give him a beer hug how many of you have that idea of what you would do with Jesus the first time you see him you thought about it before say ah oh, my guy you know but if the testimonies of anyone who has seen Jesus is anything to go by most likely they'll be bringing you from a prostrate position because you would fall as a dead man. That was what Apostle John experienced. That was what Apostle Paul experienced. That was what Ezekiel experienced. That's what Prophet Isaiah experienced. They saw his glory and they fell as dead men. And uh, every single person that had ever seen Jesus in his glory had to be encouraged to fear not. Because the natural predisposition around his presence is reverence, is fear. He's too glorious. And I will show you somewhere in scripture where a mortal person sees another mortal person and lost her breath. Yet we stand in awe of this immortal king and nothing shakes in us. We've, we've traveled far from the zone of honor and reverence. First Kings chapter 10. First Kings chapter 10. And Bible says, and when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, we have heard about several things about this Jesus. When the Queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. And she came to Jerusalem with a great train, with camels and bare spices, and with much gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all her questions. There was not anything hid from the king, which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all, there is something about your perception, what you see, and your reverence in your heart. If you don't see the glory of God, you will not, you will not respond in reverence. You see, it takes a seeing. It, it takes someone to see the glory of God to respond with reverence. Bible says that when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built, what? Bible says, and the meat, can you start writing the things that she saw? Write it down. So the first thing she saw was that she saw all his what? Can you speak back to me? She saw all his what? Wisdom. And then she saw the house that he had built. Then the next thing she saw was what? the meat on his table and then she saw the sitting of his servants and the attendants of his ministers and the apparel and the cup bearers and the accent by which he went up into the house of the lord what did the bible say 
there was no more spirit in her. And the book of James tells us that the body without the spirit is dead. So if the Bible says there is no more spirit in her, it meant she probably fainted. The next thing is that she said, but. <laughs> so we know she didn't die. But that which the Bible meant to explain by there was no more spirit in her, it was obvious that she, she either gasped for breath or she probably fainted or she lost orientation. She was totally gobsmacked. She was totally astounded, mind boggled. She didn't know how to put it into context. All that she had just witnessed. She didn't know. She said, actually, half of your greatness was not told to me. That is, and, and this is powerful. Hmm. There is always more activity going on in the center than at the fringes. That is, there was something she was hearing from the distance that she had lived in Sheba about the wisdom and the glory of Solomon that by the time she came near, it was more concentrated. You see, it is like when you go to someone who is literally drenched in some good cologne. You know, it's more concentrated around the person than when you're far away from the person because there is some measure of distance, right? And so what she had heard was so compelling, she carried herself, carried a lot of massive trains of spices and camels and gold and stuff. And she came looking for, you know, Solomon, almost like, I will prove to you that you're not that smart. Bible says she came with hard questions. And then Solomon answered all her questions so effortlessly, so easily. Maybe while even eating or something, was just giving it to her back to back. And she was just totally in awe. And she stood there. Bible says there was no more spirit in her and this is a queen who is familiar with ostentatious you know things things that are very expensive affluence influence you know magnificence majesty she's not new to this thing but she saw that one of a colleague Solomon is not some high do you understand this is a colleague another king in the regions and she comes to see him and she lost her senses on the strength of all these things she saw his wisdom she saw the house that he had built she saw the food on his table she saw the sitting of the servants and his ministers and the cup bearers and their apparels <sighs> how excellent it was and Bible says there was no more spirit in her and in response to that of course she gave everything she brought it was almost as though she didn't bring enough because that's how you respond to majesty is by worship by giving but as I look at the things that she saw I see that we have parallels also in our kingdom you know there is much more than wisdom to God the Bible says she saw only the wisdom of Solomon but we see more than wisdom in God we see his power we see his glory we see his majesty of course we see his wisdom we see his honor we see his splendor there are some things that he just puts there by any chance, any generation of humanity might peradventure, probabilistically, find out one-tenth of those things. He just put them there for a possible chance of exploration. And many of the things that he put out there, we may never find, and we will never find until Jesus comes. And by the time it's time for Jesus to come, he'll just roll it up again like a garment. We've seen his power, we've seen his glory, we've seen his splendor, we've seen his majesty. Yet, we don't stand in awe. Something has happened to how we perceive God. How we perceive. This woman saw a man and his wisdom. And she couldn't hold her breath. She, she couldn't stand the, the, the awe and the magnificence of his palace. Yet, we see more than the wisdom of God. We see his power. We see his glory. And somehow or the other, we can afford it. Somehow or the other, it's now commonplace. May we not make commonplace that which we must always revere. May we not. May we not casualize what we must always stand in awe of. And that's what happens when you come to the end of the year and you will find a way to find something to complain about. But you are alive. You are not in awe of the fact that you are actually alive. How did you come this far? How did you survive this long? You don't stand in awe of that. But somehow or the other you can focus on something that is not working. How did you get that deluded 
and dulled in your hearing and in your seeing and in your perceiving that God will be passing by and you will call him a dude. That the greatness of God will be showcasing itself and you will say it's just another bright Sunday morning. This is the greatness of God. Bible says, but we'll get there. And so the first thing she sees was Solomon's wisdom. Wow. And the next thing she sees is what? The house that Solomon built. <laughs> the God we serve doesn't build houses. The whole world is his footstool. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. He has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord or who will stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and pure heart. Who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully. This is the one that can receive a blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of Jacob. And this is the generation that seek thee, that seek thy face. O God of Jacob. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be lifted up ye everlasting doors, that the King of glory might come in. He is not a tenant on the earth. He made the earth. Solomon built a house. He used the entire world as its footstool, his own footstool. This is the God we serve, who created stars and numbered them and named them. He called the starry hosts by names. We've had this already in the crown jewel the several billions of potential galaxies that we have in the constellations and the amount of fine-tuning that has to happen for the world to be able to accommodate life the way we know it today and this is the god that made all that and psalms 19 tells us how that the heavens show the glory of god and the firmament show his handiwork day unto day uttering speech that means we have not been listening to the sermons that the earth is preaching he says, day unto day is uttering speech. Night unto night is showing knowledge. He says, there is no language, there is no place on earth where their voice is not heard. They have their line drawn from one end to the other. Somehow or the other, we missed hearing the voice of creation. Somehow, we miss it. That when the trees are, trees are clapping their hands, they are celebrating the king of kings. That when the fish is swimming in the ocean, he's celebrating the king of kings. That when the birds are flapping and they are soaring in the skies, they are celebrating the king of kings. That if we refuse to give thanks, Bible says stones will begin to become verbal. They will, re they will develop verbal capacity to give thanks to God because creation is meant for pleasure. We were made for his pleasure, to give him honor, to give him worship, to give him adoration, to celebrate him. This whole earth is supposed to be a party. <laughs> Everybody's supposed to wake up in absolute, raucous celebration of his glory and his majesty. We should be so in awe of him that we forget our problems. That we forget what we are going through, what we are passing through. What we have ever seen as hurts or sufferings or affliction. Because we are so in awe of his magnificence, we don't even have the time to be offended, to be upset, to worry about problems. Because he's too big. It is the space that God does not mop up, that problems find a way to enter. It's the space that God does not take in your life. That afflictions and sufferings begin to take that ear space, that heart space, that mind space, that mind share. If you have exhausted every space in your heart for worship, what space do you have left for complaints and naggings? What space do you have left? And so she saw the wisdom of Solomon and she lost her breath. We see more than the wisdom of Solomon and somehow or the other we are still breathing. <laughs> We've not passed out yet. And I'm not saying we should pass out. I'm saying we should stand in awe. Every single day, we must have things to be super grateful to God for. Super grateful to God. Do you know how many billions of letters are in the DNA? Your DNA alone. It's incredible the amount of alphabet inside that thing. God is just, thinks that even if you never understand the fact that he exists and we're able to conceptualize them in the way that they are, it's incredible enough. We ought to stand every day in awe of this God. So, she sees his Solomon, we see more than his wisdom, or she sees the wisdom of Solomon, we see more than the wisdom of Solomon, we see the power of God, we see the glory of God, we see his splendor, we see his majesty. She sees the house that he built by wisdom. But we see the world that God created by the same wisdom and power. 
Bible talks about how that she sees the meat on his table. But we see a God who does not need meat to live. He, he, he doesn't survive on food. He needs no glucose, no calories. He doesn't need anything from meals. He doesn't eat the food that you eat. He said, have you not known, have you not heard that the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, he said, he does not grow weary, neither does he faint. He's the one that gives power to those that are weak. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth will fall and the young men shall utterly fall. He says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Solomon at least had a table for food. God has no table for his food. Your praises are what he inhabits. He inhabits the praises of his people. God has never been tired. Never. He has never been weary. If he stops to rest, it's not because he was tired. It was because he was done. Romans 11 verse 33, the Bible says, Now the glory and the power of both his wisdom and his knowledge, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. God is magnificent. He doesn't grow tired. He's never been weary. Your security man right now can sleep. He's sleeping during the day so that he can be awake at night. But he that watches over Israel, Bible says, never sleeps nor slumbers. They that build cities, Bible says they build it in vain if the Lord does not build that city. Those that watch over it, that are watching it in vain if the Lord is not watching over that city. Your life has been watched up until this point. 365 days in the year 2023 and you don't stand in awe because you think it's your security man that is keeping you safe. You think it's your iron gate that is keeping you safe. You think it's your alarm that is waking you up every morning. There is a God that never sleeps nor slumbers because he is God all by himself. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't get weary. He is power by himself. He generates power. And so the queen of Sheba sees all these dimensions to Solomon and she loses her breath. But somehow or the other, we see all these dimensions in God. And we don't even move because, well, it's just another beautiful Sunday morning. And then she sees the sitting of his servants, the attendants of his ministers, and the apparel, and his cupbearers, and his ascent by which he went up the house of the Lord. And there was no more breath in her. And so she sees the protocol and the paraphernalia around Solomon. She sees the sitting of his servants, his ministers, his cupbearers, and how they are all dressed and decked and looking all good. And what's the word in Gen Z now? Majamo, please help. In Gen Z language, if you're looking, <laughs> praise God, giving royal vibes, right? And she sees all that and she loses her breath. But have you caught a glimpse of heaven? Have you caught a glimpse of the 24 elders? Have you caught a glimpse of the innumerable company of angels? I hope you know that if 100,000 you know, bodybuilders, and I mean bodybuilders. If you see what bodybuilders look like, you know what I mean by that. Bodybuilders, that is, they've sh they have shredded. There's nothing left. It's just muscle and mass, <laughs> right? 100,000 of them should be charging at one angel. He will still be picking his teeth. One angel. Because one night, 186,000 people are gone. One angel's capacity to kill. And that's because those were the number of people that were there. It's not because that is really his capacity. If there were 205,000, he would have killed them all still. One angel. One. One angel. And around God, we have innumerable company. Innumerable company of angels. And we have the 24 elders. And we have the four beasts. And we have seraphims. And we have cherubims who are flying in the most organized fashion. Their wings are connected to one another. None of them is breaking ranks. Ezekiel explains this to us. Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 2. Incredible sight. And that is why when these people see the glory of God in the throne room, they don't, they don't understand how to continue to live. An angel has to tap them and say, don't worry, you're still alive. Fear not. I am he. I am he. I am he. Somehow we see all of this, but we don't nothing shakes maybe because we don't see it enough because Bible says Queen of Sheba saw all Solomon's wisdom and by verse 5 there was no more spirit in her there is a lot more than wisdom in God there's a lot more than power in God there's a lot more than majesty and glory and splendor and excellence and honor in God 
yet we see it every single day through creation through redemption and nothing shifts in us we don't quake in reverence we don't <laughs> she saw all that and the Bible says she saw how he went up into the house of the Lord and this is a huge reason to be grateful because that house is now trapped in your heart so Solomon ascended onto that house God descended into your house he descended into your tabernacles he descended into your life as the temple of the Holy Spirit and these are things that if we just think about them every single day you can never say you have a reason justifiable enough by heaven to complain to be anxious you are here today you are here in one piece God has helped you God has preserved you God has kept you and he doesn't just speak to you from the constellations he lives and he breathes inside of you hi this God that we serve is mighty this God we serve is amazing it's awesome we, 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 we will have to run off or we'll run out of superlatives if we begin to look for words to explain his glory and his splendor and Bible says she said unto the king it was a true report that I heard in my own land of thy acts and of thy wisdom Howbeit, I believed not the words until I came and my eyes have seen it can you really say your eyes have seen the glory of God this year if I gave every one of us the mic would we have things to say about all the things our eyes have seen I was there when my twin girls were born I, I, I saw a miracle right there that night my eyes have seen some incredible things this year alone this year alone how God will come at the nick of time and just save the day this year alone how everything we've been able to do for the size of a church that we are without asking anybody for help without begging without asking money from an external source I have seen the glory of the Lord and to see all these things and not respond in awe is an aberration to see all these things and not respond in honor and reverence if the queen of Sheba and heathen king or queen sees the glory of another king and she faints and she worships and she gives and somehow or the other we see the glory of God we see the house of God we see the world that he created we see all the honor and the paraphernalia of his protocol around the throne room we see all those things as described in scripture and somehow or the other we do not do anything we just well it's another bright Sunday morning we must challenge ourselves to give sacrifices of praise honor that is due only to him let's go to revelations as we round off this morning again this is an encouragement so that by the time director Anula comes up to share God's word or rather to to lead us in worship we will know how to really worship him because like I said all has an attitude there is a way it affects how you see how you speak how you sing how you love all has an attitude first three times Jesus introduces himself in the book of Revelation to Apostle John he introduces himself in the exact same way the first time Revelation chapter 1 from verse 8 he said I am Alpha and I am Omega the beginning and the ending verse 11 he says I am Alpha I am Omega the first and the last verse verse 17 and when I saw him I fell at his feet as what <laughs> Revelations 1 17 all right I fell at his feet as dead and he laid his hand upon me saying unto me fear not for I am the first and the last so you are actually in a day that typifies who Jesus is you are literally in the last day of the year 2023 so you are moving from last to first all right you're moving from last to first and that's that's powerful and that is a basis for worship I am he that lives and was dead and behold I am alive forevermore amen and I have the keys of hell and of death so the first two times or the first three times Jesus is introducing himself to Apostle John he's introducing himself as the Alpha and the Omega if you saw the Alpha of a thing and you are seeing the Omega of that thing you must have seen God 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 but maybe you saw God and you didn't really appreciate him in the light of his godness in the light of his majesty in the light of his glory because well it's just the last day no this is the Omega of the year 
and tomorrow is another alpha and you saw the alpha of 2023 you have seen the omega of 2023 and it's not looking like any big deal is happening because you didn't get the car you wanted because you didn't get the wife you were asking for because you didn't get the job you were looking for because you didn't get something that you were looking for but you experienced him alpha omega you are in the very last day of the year 2023 you have seen alpha you have seen omega but you are still standing on your feet you are still not in awe yet how come how come i am alpha i am omega i'm the first i'm the last i'm the beginning i'm the ending so if there's any day to stand in awe of god it is today because we are in the omega of the year 2023 and if we're in the omega of 2023 it is guaranteed that we'll see the alpha of the year 2024 and we'll see the omega of that one too because we'll never leave him because he never leaves us he never forsakes us he never leaves us hanging he never leaves us without comfort god has been with us from day one when i was worried about venues and all that he was there when we got the venue he's been there even now he's there he's always there he's, he just never leaves he just never leaves he's alpha and omega the beginning of the problem he was there when you see the end of it is there and he's the guarantee that whatever you go through in this life you will see the omega of it you see it if the problem at the beginning it would have an end but you must stand in awe every day and worship so they sacked you this year carry that sacklet and worship over it because it is not your end it might be the end of the job but it's not your end praise god because he alone is alpha and omega he has he has he has helped you through all kinds of seasons all kinds of seasons if you if you cried this year let me see your hands you cried this year you cried alone this year you know while you were crying he was there he was there he, he sticks closer than a brother than a friend he is he's there he's there he's there there are times I just think about Jesus and I'm like why are you so sweet why are you so amazing why why are you so beautiful you know why are you so beautiful let's read one of the descriptions that Apostle John said of Jesus when he saw him look at that oh God is good and I turned verse 12 revelations 1 I turned to see the voice of him that speak with me and being turned I saw seven candlesticks and in the midst of the seven candlesticks one like the son of God clothed with a garment down to his foot and girt about his paps not his waist his paps with a golden girdle so white garment gird about his paps with a golden girdle and his head and his hairs not just his hairs his head and his hairs glory to God were white like wool as white as snow and his eyes were like a flame of fire and his feet like unto fine brass as it's as if they burned in a furnace and his voice as the sound of many waters and he had in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword like how do you see these things God was speaking and two-edged swords were coming out of his mouth and his countenance was as the Sun shining in his strength and when I saw him I fell at his feet as dead God must be revered anything that tempts you to see God as your colleague destroy it God must be revered you come to his presence you are in awe you stand in awe you stand in adoration you are so smitten by his glory you can't even stand sometimes you cry sometimes you will you fall on your knees you just worship him you let tears roll out of your cheeks and you're just in awe of his glory so this morning I'm gonna give you an opportunity if you've not thanked God at all this year this is the moment to thank God this is the moment much more than thank God to worship him not just for the things that he has done but for who he is because in the economy of the knowledge of God who he is ranks higher than what he does before you begin to thank him for what he has done in the year how about you thank him for who he is he's the Alpha and the Omega he's the beginning and the ending he's the first and the last he's the Bishop of your of your souls he's the Shepherd and the Bishop of your souls can you rise right now as we begin to worship? Dee 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 dee. 
twist. I need it to be quicker. You've not found us yet. our voices to be the instruments we release to God this morning beyond what the choristers do your voice your heart the rhythms in your heart I want that to be the instrument God hears in the corridors of heaven so I want you to sing as loud as you can if you know the songs and the lyrics and I want you to sing as spiritedly as you can as as passionately as you can as intensely as you can because as you do that you are, you are you are you are entering into an interaction with alpha and omega and as you're doing that it's giving you the grace to alpha and omega anything you lay your hands to do in the year 2024 so i want you to stand in awe but beyond standing in awe, i want you to sing i want you to worship i want you to give your hearts to jesus the savior of your soul so sing with all your heart for this last session please Yahweh Sabaoth Yahweh Call him his name Yahweh Yahweh Sabaoth Yahweh 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 Sabaoth Yahweh Yahweh Sabaoth Yahweh Yahweh Sabaoth God, like Pastor has said, just stand in awe of Him. Just stand in awe of Him this morning. Just stand in awe of Him this morning. Just stand in awe of Him this morning.
because you are the king of all kings and so I worship you that's what we are saying the king of all kings that's what we are saying we are saying that we worship you we are saying that we revere you we bow our hearts and we lift up our hands but we know the God that we serve. Like Pastor has said, he's the Alpha and the Omega. And because we will never leave in him, and he will never leave us, we know that we are going into 2024 victorious. Hallelujah. And he has brought us over into the next year. He's brought me over, oh my soul, you see, you see how Voices. You brought me over. Yeah. Love. 
he has brought on the head. He makes war cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. He says, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. He says, the Lord Almighty is with us. He says, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He says, the Lord Almighty is with us. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Say, the Lord Almighty is with us. The Lord Almighty is with me. The God of Jacob is my fortress. The Lord God Almighty is with us. The Lord God Almighty is with me. The Lord God Almighty is with me. The God of Jacob is my fortress. The Lord Almighty is with us. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is my fortress. The Lord There is something about our sound and how it brings down the host of hell. There's something about our sound. The Bible says, they ask, it may be so many sounds upon the earth and none of them is without signification. So once again, I'll give you an opportunity to raise a sound to the Lord. tribe.